Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Talk About It, Sis. We are in season two, episode one. Yes, I'm excited to be back. Amanda, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm ready to partake in the next season. (laughs) I don't know why I feel like a a little nervous, like we're starting over. We're not. They know us now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they know it's okay. <laughs> um, we are at 2,000 down, more than 2,000 downloads. So thank you guys so much for listening to us while we were gone as well. I know. Thanks for thinking of us. Yeah. So what have you been up to? Like, what have you been doing in the last, in the past uh, month and a half? I've just been working, to be honest. That's it. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I've been um, on vacation a lot. Uh, nice. I went to Europe for two weeks and then I got back and went to Italy again to the Amalfi Coast, which is like literally the most beautiful place I've ever seen outside of Rio, Brazil. They're all like hand in hand. Um, wow. But yeah, so it was a beautiful trip. I would love to go back. And yeah, it was much needed because like I, got, I returned back to chaos. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. How does that feel? Like, like you were just in an amazing place, amazing mood, and then you come back like, really? Um, I'm like, why do I live here? Why do I live in America? <laughs> like, why do I not move to another country? Something I literally have been like thinking about for the past freaking five years. So, okay. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how I'm feeling this year. Yeah. Oh, you know, that's like a good opening to what we're going to talk about today, you know. Is it? <laughs> it is. You, you don't want to live here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that ties into our topic. Um, <laughs> But our topic today is um, vulnerability. Uh, We wanted to talk about this because we did a poll um, while we were on break. And I wanted to talk about this topic, obviously, because I think it's super important in relationships and in life. Um, But I took a poll while we were on break um, about how comfortable people feel being vulnerable. And a lot of people said they don't. And then I asked a couple more questions about like how people feel comfortable being vulnerable and within relationships and what they want from a partner. So I just thought it would be interesting to talk about. But I think I guess we should start off by defining like, what is vulnerability? Like, so what would you say vulnerability is for you? Um, It's like the idea of showing a side of yourself that you open up yourself to possible scrutiny, possible mm-hmm. harm based on a feeling. That, yeah, that's how I look at it. Open it. I guess I look at it as open yourself up to someone or to some people and there's a possibility that you won't be received in a positive light. Mm. See, I guess like I think about it like that, but I don't think of like the added negative connotation to it. Mm-hmm. So I just think like it's me being able to be my completely true self in front of somebody mm-hmm. and yeah, and seeing what happens. <laughs> and seeing uh, what happens. But you're not thinking like it's going to be... There's a high chance it's not going to be taken lightly. Like, uh, it's possible that when I open myself up, I could be in harm's way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's always possible, but I don't think that that falls under the definition. You know, like, that would be saying vulnerability is automatically negative, and it's not. It's not. I would say no. that I guess it also depends on the context, because there are some definitions where vulnerability is looked at as a negative thing. And I believe we, as humans... We take it psychologically and say, you know, it's okay to be in relationships anyway. Yeah. So I, I think guess it's just, no. yeah, the context. Yeah. So I guess my first question is like, do you think we live in a society that's really okay with being vulnerable? I honestly think it's a case by case basis. I think mm-hmm. it depends on um, what type of vulnerability we're showing, 
who's doing the talking, um, who were around. Is it, you know, is it man versus woman, woman versus woman? Is it, it just depends for me. I think sometimes we encourage vulnerability when society says it's okay to feel this way. And then Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not. So it's really is a case by case basis. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, like in society as a whole, I feel like vulnerability is not celebrated. I think it's becoming more common as we continue Mm -hmm. to like go into like discussions about mental health and Mm -hmm. the importance of like being real and like expressing our emotions i feel like now it's becoming okay but i think in the past for men or women it really wasn't okay like we had these like specific roles in life this is what we were supposed to do and like you didn't complain about it even if you're really struggling Mm -hmm. like going through like hard stuff it was just kind of like swept under the rug do your role and like live your life um right And I think now people are really starting to speak out about like the things that they're struggling with and that's being like supported and encouraged, uh, which is good. Do you think in your life, like you have a easy time being vulnerable? I actually do. But I think I feel like innately I have like a vulnerable spirit, but Mm -hmm. socially I make myself kind of be hard because I don't want people to view me as weak. Um, yeah, I was or, about to say I would not consider you. <laughs> and I think it like depends on who who has access to me and maybe how I want them to perceive me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also think about, you know, we talk when you just mentioned, I think intentional vulnerability is new. But I think that in the past, you know, growing up with like our girlfriends and stuff, I think we were vulnerable with each other, like with my friends. We just didn't mm-hmm. really call it that. But, you know, when we have history with friends, we say things like, oh, have you seen me at my worst? And those are those things we, our friends have seen as vulnerable. We just didn't call it that. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what increases to me that bond or sometimes makes friendship tighter because they've seen us at our worst. So we always say someone's seen me at our worst. Yeah. So you saying that you do or you don't struggle with being vulnerable? I feel like I got two different answers there. (laughs) Because I do. I think I do just depending on who it is. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, like, if that makes sense, yeah. Because I'm thinking of like my interactions with you. I felt like when you are vulnerable, it's because I had to like pull it out of you. Or like <laughs> I shared something that was vulnerable. And so you now feel safe really? to, yeah, safe to share know. something that's vulnerable. I don't feel like I have, I'm scared to be, I think I, I, I wouldn't, if someone asked me to share some, a vulnerable moment, I wouldn't have a problem doing it. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I don't but know. I'm, so, like I'm talking about, I guess I'm talking about like more like deep vulnerability. Like you're not about to be deeply vulnerable just because somebody asked you to share a story. <laughs> I just don't believe Yeah. It. I think that goes back to, I don't want to look weak. I don't want somebody to think that they can walk over me, but I think this part, what I'm about to say, I think everyone suffers with this, but we don't want people to use what we told them against us uh, later. No, that's that's definitely true. Like, I know for me, when I was growing up, I definitely was not vulnerable at all. Like, at all. I never told my friends anything that was going on in my life, anything that was happening in my family life. Like, I just did not tell anybody. Um, mm-hmm. And even into, like, my 20s, I found it very hard to, like, open up to people and, like, let people know who I am and, like, just, yeah, because I just felt like my past or like where I came from was a lot. Mm. And I've, I know I, I personally felt like, you know, if I opened up to people, people about those things, they would look at me differently. So, mm-hmm. I, would ju- so I just put on like a strong front and like went, mm-hmm. on, and went on and lived my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of us do that. And I don't, I don't, I only have anecdotal data or information, but I feel like it's, a, it could be a race thing. I feel like um, black people, black men, black women are taught to kind of be strong because we mm-hmm. have to be. 
um, or, you know, because of how the world treats us. And I don't know if other women, like non-Black women, go through that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I guess that's I don't know. I'm thinking like Disney movies and stuff. You always had these characters or these shows growing up of these white girls who profess their love and crying and all this stuff. You kind of looked at it like, I know for me, I looked at it like, this ain't real life. But maybe yeah. it was real life for somebody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess that makes sense. I mean, I don't think it's real life for anybody, honestly. I think all of that is really? like mar- marketing. But um, <laughs> but I do think like Black women in general, like just responding to the poll and how many people said they didn't feel uh, comfortable being vulnerable in relationships. I feel like a lot of that is be just because it has not been safe for Black women to be vulnerable in relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, their vulnerability has been like reciprocated with like nothing <laughs> or like... Can you, ab- can you elaborate or, on that? Or like abuse. Um, I don't know. Like anytime... I, I know like men that I've dated specifically, like I've learned not to be vulnerable in relationships because all the times I have been vulnerable, um, it's one been used against me or mm-hmm. just like not appreciated like what am i sharing mm-hmm. my deepest heart and feelings with you if mm-hmm. they're if, if they're not even going to be valued right. or like okay. or like sharing things about myself and like your reaction is kind of just like nonchalant like when that took a lot to share so i just mm-hmm. kind of like have learned not to share until i feel like i've built up a level of trust with mm-hmm. that person but even so i still really haven't gotten to the point where i've built up a level of trust with a man that i feel comfortable sharing like the deepest parts of myself because people will throw that shit in your face you know like they will <laughs> and i just like i'm like no you're not gonna, i'm not gonna be the one that you're gonna do that too so yeah and yeah you actually made up a good point because now that i look back i i guess i haven't had a chance to be vulnerable with anybody because i Mm -hmm. wasn't developing these deep connections well if we're particularly talking about men i just didn't have a chance to i didn't have a chance to be vulnerable i didn't have a connection with a man that i thought was you know solid where i could open up Mm -hmm. i I do have male friends and i had a male friend who i was vulnerable with Mm -hmm. but he did use it against me um and you know back then i didn't view it as malicious and i still don't view it as malicious because i don't think he was trying to hurt me but i think in his eyes to keep me from getting hurt or for being tough he would like give me these like reality checks like, mm. oh, I told you that was going to happen because you out here, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, you're probably right. And so yeah. I think sometimes, again, vulnerability is seen as a weakness. Yeah. And a lot of people try to get people not to be vulnerable because it's a way of preventing us from getting hurt. Yeah, for sure. But I think in order to like truly have deep, honest and open relationships and like relationships that are not based upon like you wearing a mask version of who you mm-hmm. are, you have to be vulnerable. There's no other way for people to know you for real. Right. I mean, like, obviously not everybody needs to know you on that level. Right. Mm-hmm. But And then I think um, our ability to be vulnerable comes a lot with like how the type of relationships that we had with our parents. Mm-hmm. Like, so like if you had a dad that you felt like you could be vulnerable with i'm sure that um, impacts how you how vulnerable you feel that you can be with men mm-hmm. you know like or if you had a dad that when you were vulnerable and opened yourself up Im- immediately criticized you or just like was not there mm-hmm. you know like to like catch you when you fall type thing then you're gonna not feel comfortable to do that because you're like well you know i've had this experience before that's true yeah so i think that's also why a lot of women struggle with being vulnerable like were we able to be vulnerable in childhood right and even with like 
our moms. I mean, if mm-hmm. we that narrative of the single mom, black single mom, yeah, she wasn't vulnerable. You know, a lot of us look at our um, moms and like, oh, my mom was a superwoman. She did that. She did this. She had these jobs. She took yeah. care of us. She was never mom seen and dad. Yeah, she was mom and dad. Never seen her sweat. And so mm-hmm. then, you know, for me, we I get to the age that I'm now a mother, and I'm like, oh my god. Like I am sweating, I am crying. I didn't see my mom do this. Am I? Am I like? Is something wrong with me? <laughs> like, yeah. No, but it's like, but that's another thing. Like because you know there are so many single black women raising children. It's like they lose the uh, ability to be vulnerable. They don't have time mm. to be vulnerable. They don't have time to be expressing their feelings. They're trying to put food on the table and like right. take care of their kids and like not allow their kids to know that anything's wrong or that they're struggling. Right. Like putting on a good face, um, which I assume is like incredibly. I mean, I don't really have to assume it, but I know it's incredibly hard. Yeah, I never see my mom. I think the first time I saw my mom cry was as an adult, and it was so weird. I'm like. You have tears. Oh God! <laughs> you, you cry. <laughs> it was really awkward. Yeah, yeah. And even now, I find myself like you know when I first start talking to somebody or first start like I guess for me it, there it's been an evolution because like I said like I did not used to open up to anybody. I mean like nobody. And then as I got older and I met like actually genuine friends, I was like, oh wow, like if I do open myself up, they won't hate me. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that was like in the beginning of my journey of vulnerability. Like, oh I can be vulnerable and they won't like ditch me and never speak to me again. Um right. <laughs> so then I started like being able to build up like trust with women friends mm-hmm. um but now but I, that never translated to like my male relationships but like mm-hmm. through therapy and stuff i've like practiced okay like i'm just gonna be honest about how i feel right now i'm gonna lay it out on the table not necessarily revealing my like deep dark secrets you know but like mm-hmm. just being just something as little as hey like i feel upset that you did this thing but even then even when i did start to do that while it was a good exercise for me mm-hmm. i realized that i could still never control that person's response and it often was wasn't good right you know so that's another thing so i'm like okay if i'm vulnerable with this man i have to worry about his response which right. is often to like attack you <laughs> because mm-hmm. they feel attacked by what you're by literally just you sharing your truth right wow yeah yeah so <laughs> so something that is a lot now that you say yeah. it like no i'm sorry that like <laughs> got me thinking about like relationships where guys and I've had this happen to me where they, they view is like something's wrong with her. Like, mm. oh, she's too, she's too emo. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, you know, like I can't deal with this because you have opened them up. And I think that may have also steered me away from opening up to people because someone that I did care about, I was vulnerable with, but it was always met with like, you're weird. Like, what's wrong with you, girl? And I'm sitting there like, I'm actually I'm just a person. You. <laughs> I'm actually yeah, like, just a person who knows how to express my emotions. Yeah, yeah, when you said that, I had to like think back to it because those are things that may like block out my brain mm. about me opening myself up and crying and like I'm hurt. And then someone just like, uh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, like, and that's why I think you learn those lessons young, and then that kind of like hardens you when you get into new relationships. So now I'm like, yeah, I definitely have the ability to be vulnerable, um, just because I've like practiced it. It's literally like Mm -hmm. a muscle, but I'm not about to be vulnerable with just any old body, you know. Like, you got that's something that has to be like earned. So 
I guess in essence, are do people need to be taught vulnerability in adulthood? <laughs> I think, yeah, for sure. If you, I mean, I was, I had to teach, I mean, me and my therapist work together to teach mm-hmm. me how to be vulnerable. Yeah. Cause I would be the, I literally was the person, like, if something was bothering me, I would never let anybody see me cry. I would literally go into the bathroom, mm-hmm. cry, wipe my eyes, look myself in the mirror and say, get it together and go outside and pretend like nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we literally worked. And then, like, like I said, I think I mentioned this maybe last season, like when I first started, like, being in relationships and expressing my feelings, I would literally, like, type out what I had to say, drop my mm. phone, and like, <laughs> and, like, oh, my God, here it is, vulnerability. And, like, what is the answer going to be, you know? Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, be, okay. A, a one-word answer, a non-response, <laughs> a lashing back out at me. Um, and so, I mean, either way, I've learned that it's really not about the response that I get, it's about me being bold enough to like be my true self mm. and say what I have to say. But yeah, that was, I think the, res- the, the not so great responses were tough in the beginning. So yeah, I think it does need to be learned. And I think we need to learn how to receive it. I don't know how that looks, Yeah, but I've been in a position where someone shared something t- with me that I clearly they were being vulnerable, but I don't, I didn't know how to respond. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to look at them. And so I will say that I, I understand how hard it can be. And as aware as I am and empathetic, I've been in positions where someone shares something really deep and I just didn't know what to do. Yeah. But sometimes it's I'm, just like a listen, you know, like it doesn't yeah. have to be some big. Yeah. Right. It's no action, but it's like, yeah. am I looking at them different? Like, wow, I'm actually aware that I'm looking at this person differently now they share this information with me. And I don't know yeah. as humans if that's hard for us not to do. Yeah. I think like, like for men, I assume that it must be extremely tough to be vulnerable just like because men are conditioned to be masculine and strong and not share Mm -hmm. their emotions. Boys don't cry. So like if a man's going to share his like deep emotions with you, I think that takes a lot. Um, And I think as women, sometimes we get caught in the trap of being like, even though we're like empathetic, like, damn, he's kind of weak or like, damn, (laughs) this nigga crying. I mean, no, like, I don't care personally, but I do know women like I like to see a man cry. That lets me know that you have emotions, you have feelings, you have empathy. Um, but I know a lot of women who Mm-mm. are like, I'm nah. not comfortable with that. As, as a matter of fact, I'm not comfortable to, with it. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, like, I and I'm sure I've changed over the time, but I used to have this belief like men only cry when someone dies. No. And then to see a man cry, nobody's dead or like something really sad happened. Like someone died in a movie. Oh my God. Be weird to me. Yeah, but like, I don't think I've seen it before. But they're literally like no different than us. They're like, not. And that's the condition part of, again, someone who's like super aware. I'm still, <laughs> I would still probably have trouble, um, ex- not accepting, but like, wow, uh, a man's crying and nobody's dead. Mm. And I've heard women share stories like he was crying over the breakup. And I'm like, I just never witnessed that. And I don't know if I just never been with a man who wanted to be that vulnerable. Or I just not, I haven't been with a man who cries. Mm. I don't but know. It's also like, is it like, me? <laughs> I mean, but it's also like, do men feel comfortable enough to do that in front of you? Have you given them the, the space right. to do that? So, you know, like they're not going to cry like in front of any old body. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I think that's like few and far between. Like, if he feels comfortable enough to cry in front of you, I feel like that's that's pretty, awesome. But yeah. no, 
I've never had a, a man like just openly cry in front of me. I I have. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've heard women say all the time, he girl, he was crying. But then they, they were mess like laughing at them. Like, oh, this girl, he was crying in front of me, acting like a little B I T C A chin. See, that's ridiculous. So, that's toxic. So, it is toxic. So that's why I'm yeah. like, they felt comfortable enough to cry in front of you. You're talking about <laughs> now. I had a boyfriend previously that cried in front of me. He had a lot going on in his life, and we were just like having a deep conversation about life and stuff. And he started crying. I like, I really didn't think anything of it. I, all I wanted to do was like comfort him. So I'm like, I go through the same shit. I want somebody to comfort me. I don't know. I don't see mm-hmm. it as like any different than if I were crying. I'd be crying all the time. So right. <laughs> I'm like, so I'm like okay. I mean, but that's the thing. If men were to cry, like to me, like I, I to me, I cry a lot. Maybe people don't see me cry, but I could just be having a stressed out day and miss the bus, and I'm like, I'm about to cry. Oh, no, I do just because, stuff all the time. Like, just because everything's overwhelming. But I can't imagine a man doing that. I mean, I I wouldn't see anything <laughs> wrong with it personally. Like I can imagine that. Like they I might. Can, they might, you know, not feel comfortable doing it, but like I wouldn't think anything was weird if they were having a horrible day and then and something they just like happened. lashed out and start crying. Wi Fi isn't working, my bills are late. <laughs> I'm just gonna bust out crying. I mean, I don't, I don't think it would be the same. I don't think it would be the same way as we do. He might like shed a shed a few tears while we're like over there bawling. <laughs> No, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, I haven't envisioned it. I'm not trying to be immature or anything, but I'm like, yeah, I just don't perceive men in that way. Mm-hmm. I know they're allowed to be that way. And I'm just, I can separate like myself from my professional self and then like my personal self. It's really easy for me to do that. So professionally, of course, a man can cry in front of me and it's like, you know, it's okay. But just on a, like a personal level, I just haven't experienced that with a loved one. Yeah. No, that makes I don't know sense. what to do. I don't know. No, I've definitely seen a lot of men cry in my day. Maybe that's why wow. I don't find it odd. Wow. I've always been attracted to just like more feminine men, mm-hmm. like men who are open men who are creative and artistic. And like, we have deep okay. conversations. I've never been really attracted to like masculine. Like, remember we always, we always make fun of you for being attracted to hood dudes and i'm always like yeah i have never been attracted to hood oh yeah (laughs) because i don't like the perceived masculine yeah yeah Yeah. because to me that's not like i don't want that like i want somebody who's able to like express their emotions like that's attractive to me like let's have deep conversations about life tell me what you're afraid of like i don't want (laughs) to okay first date questions (laughs) (laughs) no not first date questions we said vulnerability has to be earned okay you're right Okay, <laughs> vulnerability has to be earned. Okay. Yeah, yeah I mean I like may- that. Maybe that's maybe that's the scarred me talking too. Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like maybe like imagine if none of us had ever been hurt, like what would life mm. be like? You know, how would we oh, communicate gosh. differently? Yeah, exactly. The conversations would be so frank. Just like you said. So what are you scared of? Yeah. <laughs> like, They'd be so real and like, mm-hmm. hey, this is like me and I don't have to mask it in any way. So how do you determine on those first few dates, though, if you decide you want to be vulnerable with the guy or if he's the type that's able to receive it? Um, Based on, I guess, how vulnerable he is with me. 
Um, Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, in my, like, in maybe, like, the past year, two years, I've really learned how to kind of, like, weed the people out that are, like, emotionally unavailable. So, Mm -hmm. obviously, if somebody's emotionally unavailable, they're not going to be willing to be, like, vulnerable with you at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like, just, like, I asked certain questions right in the beginning. Like, even just basic questions, like, what are you looking for? (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) what how like where do you see yourself like mm-hmm. a person's ability to like answer those questions truthfully and honestly i feel like is a huge indicator of like how vulnerable they're willing to be those okay. might not necessarily be like deep questions mm-hmm. but you know like a lot of people won't even be able to answer those questions if that makes interesting sense. yeah yeah so, I, I mean i never thought about it like i can answer those questions but yeah, yeah i never thought about someone not knowing where they want to be in like five years <laughs> yeah it does it doesn't mean that they don't know it's just they're not comfortable telling you telling i i got i hear what you're saying okay yeah. so i'm like okay let's see like will they answer these questions um but <laughs> But I don't really feel like I don't know. I take I take my time now. I really really take my time because I've been like I've definitely jumped into relationships way too fast and been mm-hmm. vulnerable way too quickly in the past. So now I just like really make sure that it's somebody that I'm. I mean, and you can never know. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like being in relationships and like being willing to fall in love is a risk. It doesn't matter <laughs> how well you think right. you know somebody. You know. So you made a good point. It's a risk. I yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like, and I'm definitely like projecting my feelings, but when I meet men and women who are afraid to get into relationships because they're afraid of getting hurt, I feel like that's just a part of it. It's a risk. Falling yeah. in love is a risk and you have to take it if that's what you want. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I just, I know of too many people who are literally afraid of relationships because they only look at the bad like no because this person may do that and they're going to do this to me and it's not worth it but they also want love i mean i think that's that's real though you know like that based upon people's experiences if you've been hurt time and time again you mm-hmm. are gonna want to protect yourself from being hurt again doesn't mean you don't want to be loved it just means that mm-hmm. you're really scared that if you i mean i think those i think that makes total sense i mean i definitely used to be that way like i was definitely mm-hmm. commitment phobic emotionally mm-hmm. unavailable like because and it's not that i didn't want love i just i i saw it as a huge risk so um, how did you overcome that to say, hey, I can date again. I, I'm willing to take this risk again. Well, like, I don't know. Something that my therapist and I really talked about that really helped me is like, hey, if I do take this risk and I get hurt, it's not the end of the world. Mm. Like, whereas before it seemed catastrophic. Like, oh God, if I open myself up and I get hurt, life is over. Like, mm-hmm. I'll never recover. <laughs> you know, like just that mm-hmm. like catastrophic anxiety thinking where I think a lot of that it stems from. And now I'm like, hey, you know, like I'm going to open myself up. I'm I'm obviously going to be cautious, but if I do end up getting hurt, I'll be okay. And, right. I, think, and I think yeah. that can be applied to other areas, um, not just relationships, but trying something new. Trying yeah. something new for a lot of people is 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 along the lines of being vulnerable. Like, I've never done this before. Mm-hmm. Am I okay with trying this and failing? Yeah. New job, new location, you know, scared to move out of your hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, scared to apply for a job because you don't know if you'll get the interview. I mean, that vulnerability aspect is definitely, like you said, tied to some anxiety, but also just a way of life. You, I don't know if you find that once you became more vulnerable, like relationship wise, even with, you know, platonic and um, romantic, mm-hmm. if that changed 
how you interacted with the world around you? I think like, I really don't like the saying uh, that a lot of people say, like you attract what you are, because I think that's mm-hmm. like, really shaming for people. Like, like say they end up in abusive relationships. You're basically saying that mm-hmm. that person is an abuser because that's what they mm-hmm. attract. So I think that's like really right. toxic. But I did notice that like, once I really started opening myself up and being vulnerable, I just got into relationships with different types of different types of people so like i started being in relationships with people who were also okay with being vulnerable you know mm-hmm. like, so it's not that you attract what you are it's just kind of like i don't know how to phrase it <laughs> like for example when i wasn't okay with being vulnerable it was easy for me to get into relationships with other people who also weren't right. able to be vulnerable mm-hmm. because it was, okay neither of us are this is great neither of us have to open up and we could like <laughs> chill, we could chill out here you know like <laughs> chill out and um yeah and then like when i started being able to be vulnerable that was no longer comfortable for me mm-hmm. so i was like yeah this ain't gonna work let me find people so what about like you how you recently travel alone is that something you could have you always been able to do or did you have to build yourself up to that no that's something i've always been able to do okay. um, yeah i've always been super independent and you know like i like being by myself and i don't know i like meeting new people yeah so i i felt I felt fine. I met a lot of friends. I met a lot of new people. And I didn't oh, feel weird I about like it. Those are some at- attributes. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, attributes is word, but I'm thinking of funding. Sorry, fiscal year attributes. <laughs> but those are some characteristics to me and building to, you know, building yourself up to be vulnerable, I think. Being being independent and not afraid. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if you felt like it came easier to you because you are that kind of person. No. I think that no. was actually opposite. Like for me. hmm be, not being vulnerable was so easy because I'm so independent. So I'm like, yeah, I don't, mm, I don't I need company. Okay. Like, oh, like I don't, I'm okay. good. <laughs> like, like, I, I'm okay by myself. Um, and like admitting, you know, that I like, like on vacation, I had like definitely hard moments. You know, I'm in Europe. I'm by myself. Like, mm-hmm. I definitely like had to phone a friend a couple of times. Like, hey, like today wasn't the greatest. Like traveling alone mm-hmm. can sometimes be hard. Um, because you know, if you have a bad experience, there's nobody there to talk to about it yeah i noticed mm-hmm. that about you You are able to do that that's like actually awesome now like you're able to reach out to someone and say hey like i'm not having a good day yeah and i think Which that's is awesome. huge growth girl it's giant growth i never would have done that okay years ago. i'm like okay you're right i can't do that I, I don't think i ever can tell someone like unless i'm like wasted and it's like coming out like word vomit mm-hmm. but yeah just like you know i'm not having a great day today and yeah wow now yeah, I'm, yay for you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> now I'm just super honest about it because I'm like, yo, I cannot afford to be like, I just ain't got it. Like, if I don't got it, I don't mm. got it. I'll be honest about it. And like, today sucks. Whereas before I might have felt like ashamed to, to say that. Like, mm-hmm. what will they think about me? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Now I'm right. just like, hey, it's whatever. It's easier for me to isolate from people and just be like, I'm busy or I can't talk. Mm-hmm. Versus like, I'm having a really difficult time today, X, Y, and Z. I just need like 10 or 15 minutes. And instead, I think I think for me, and maybe you can attest to this, if you're able to say, hey, I'm having a bad day, do you stay in that funk for a shorter amount of time? Um, I don't know. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, no. It just depends. Like, But it's helpful to like just have the support. Know that I have mm-hmm. support if I need it. Whereas before... Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm having a hard day, I'm just shutting down, isolating, and then feeling super alone and like, how come nobody mm-hmm. knows what I'm going through? Because you haven't told anybody. <laughs> you haven't told anybody. <laughs> 
<laughs> how do you expect people to support you? You know, people are like, oh, no one ever supports me. Like, nobody ever checks on oh, how I'm God, doing. Yes. I'm like, because when they check on how you're doing, you say you're fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, just, yeah. So I, like, I've just learned like, Hey, like if I really want support, I have to be open about how I'm feeling. So that made me think of something. So I I don't know if you perceive it this way, but there there are people who do use their social media to uh, express how they're feeling. Oh yeah. And do you view that as like positive vulnerability, like being able to be on social media and telling people, you know, I'm feeling suicidal today. Or, um, I'm, you know, I'm not having a good day. I had a rough time with my kids, you know, things like that. To me, that takes a lot of courage. Yeah, it takes a lot of um, To do. Like, I don't do that. Um, like, maybe a- occasionally I'll, like, allude to the fact that I'm not, like, type things suck. Maybe through, like, quotes. <laughs> um, but... A meme. Yeah. <laughs> meme. Never do I, like... I mean, okay, I've done it before, but like, it's not my, like people who like write long novels on Facebook about like how they're doing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that takes a lot of courage. Like, and I think for some people, it's like some people have built mm-hmm. a platform off of that. Right. And like, it's freeing for them and they've built a community and other people yeah. are, are in on it. I think, I think in that way, it can be very, very positive. I think if you're using social media as your only outlet and just kind of like bleeding your problems all onto the internet, then yeah. maybe you need some different outlets but i think those are two different things you know okay i get that i get that because at some point i don't know again i've had something that in the past that i viewed as not negative but as attention seeking Mm. i thought to i used to think like who puts all their business out there on the internet like this and with wisdom and understanding i you know i helped me realize like some people need this outlet Mm. and i found myself kind of using social media in that way before like trying it out like okay I'm going to be vulnerable on social media and I got like positive feedback before I'm not going to be doing that all the time but (laughs) um I don't view it that way anymore and so when people do take the have the courage to put that on social media and share how they feel you know I definitely want to support them yeah yeah it's it's definitely evolved I feel like with social media evolving like i think maybe in the past couple of years people have felt more comfortable to like be vulnerable on social media and like like Mm -hmm. for example like you know you always see like people posting like perfect gym pictures on social media and now there's people that will be like posed and unposed and like show you that like it's not real (laughs) um and then like talk about their journeys which Mm -hmm. i think is really positive because you know if a person is going down their timeline and all they're yeah. seeing is like perfect gym pictures, then they'll be like, damn, everybody's perfect. <laughs> um, so I think in that way, a lot right. of those things are positive. Yeah. With balance. Yeah, definitely. Definitely with balance. So what are some, I guess, tips? Cause you're a therapist. <laughs> um, yeah. Like how yes. do you think people can work on like being vulnerable or like, what would you tell them if that's something that they're working on? So I'd say quite often I interact with people who, when they, are being vulnerable with me they kind of shut down and so what I always let them know is like it's okay you can always stop you can backtrack like opening up is hard and sometimes people feel like they're a failure if they are about to open up and they change their mind but I always give people room to open up a little stop like it's a process yeah like even like you share you worked on it with your therapist you don't just like wake up and all of a sudden you're ready to be emotionally available for 
everyone to yeah. see. And so I would just say, you know, take your yeah, time. I agree. And it's also just like sharing little tidbits at a time and seeing if it's a safe place, you know, like say you're not in therapy and you want to practice it, you yes. know, like just something. Okay, you got this. <laughs> just sharing something like <laughs> with a friend that you might not you know usually wouldn't share i think and then just like letting that Mm -hmm. friend hold some nice kind safe space for you it's also important to normalize what um people are sharing um and i know like necessarily if you're opening up to a friend they may not be able to normalize it because they haven't been through it but it's important for me when someone shares something they feel like they're embarrassed about or like oh am i going to be judged I, i validate it like okay yeah you know you don't want somebody to feel like um, wrong for what they've shared. So it's important to for me to validate people's feelings when they share something that makes them really uncomfortable. And as friends, we can try to do that. I mean, like you said, you know, a little bit before, it's just listen. Don't make a face. Don't try to respond with a solution. Just listen. Mm. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Like, and... Another thing I think that is helpful and that I'm learning because, you know, like when somebody tells you something that they're going through and it sounds super hard, like we don't always need to give advice, you know? And I think a lot of, because we want to help people, I feel Mm -hmm. like often our response is to like, oh, well, girl, you should just do this Mm -hmm. or this. And like, sometimes like people literally just need a listening ear Mm -hmm. and don't need our advice. So I think that helps too. Awkward silence isn't too awkward. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. But I think in general, like, hopefully people continue to like work on being vulnerable. I think we need it. I think it's so important. I think in order to be our true selves, we Mm. definitely have to practice it and work on it. Because otherwise, like, what are we really Mm -hmm. doing? Who are who are we really being if we can't be vulnerable? Mm-hmm. You tell me, huh? Period. Period poo. You, you came through with the close to that. You know, I had I had a month and a half to think about it, baby. Okay, it's <laughs> 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 like that. Let me stop. Um, yeah, well, thank you guys so much for joining us. We are super glad to be back. Don't forget that there's episodes coming every Monday. So. We will see you guys next week. Also, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at the Talk About It Sis Podcast. Hit us up. Engage with us. And Twitter. We're, we're going to be back on Twitter heavy soon. Yeah. yeah. Amanda is managing. Follow Amanda us is managing our Twitter account. So if you don't see anything <laughs> up there, hit up Amanda and ask her why. <laughs> Well, yeah, thank you guys for joining us and we'll see you soon.